listening to the Quarter to Three movie podcast for Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. My name is Tom Chick, and I am here with Christian Merblosky. I go by many names, none of which you are worthy of pronouncing. <laughs> that, that, well, you know what, I'll save that for the rest of the podcast. And also with a tagline for Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, Kelly Wand. Fricked. <laughs> what? <laughs> Shut up, Tom. <laughs> Went, went over my head. Tricked? Pricked. Pricked, like wicked. Instead of wicked, but it's pricked. Why, why is it a prick? I don't understand. Ah. Let's find out. <laughs> All right. Well, before we talk Hansel and Gretel, witch hunters, uh, so uh, I'm seeing, uh, I've seen in the last few weeks trailers for Jurassic Park, a movie that came out, like, I think 30 years ago. Um, and the trailer... It has it's like full of CG dinosaurs, like all the money shots from the movie, and I can't help but look at that stuff right now and think, big whoop, like who freaking Whoa. cares? <laughs> see, uh, who's going to go see Jurassic Park again? Uh, anyone? I don't right, know. Is it in 3D? Yeah, yeah, it's in 3D, and yeah. Uh, I saw one for Top Gun, and I thought that too, like Top Gun in 3D. In 3D and IMAX, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> There's like two minutes of air combat in Top Gun, if I recall. <laughs> well, you can see, is it Meg Ryan? Is it Meg Ryan? A little uh, Kelly McGillis from Innkeepers. Well, who's Anthony Edwards' girlfriend in Top Gun? Uh, it's his wife, and it's Meg Ryan. Yeah, I, see, I, yeah, Kelly McGillis, Kelly Wand. We've seen her lately in The Innkeepers, and you remember how that went. Yeah, <laughs> like Goose. Like Goose is fun. Yeah, take me to bed or lose me forever. <laughs> so uh, I would I would I, I would rather see in 3D Top Gun than Jurassic Park because there's less Whoa. there's nah. less yeah yeah there's less CG in Top Gun. Which which should I take my son to? Wrong shit sandwich, Tom. <laughs> see now Dingus has presented a dilemma here. I don't oh. think you would understand the Cold War subtext of Top Gun. Well, as dinosaurs, every child gets. There is that great action sequence with the T-Rex in the middle of Jurassic Park. I don't know that your son is ready for that. Dingus, uh, he can't go to either one. I'm sorry. All right. Top Gun is <laughs> harmless. Uh, also, I, that Jurassic, I've come, to, you know, some people, when they talk about science fiction movies, they're like, there's no noise in space that's fakey. You know, like only 2001 has the realistic uh, space. <laughs> there's, and there's lots of noise in space in that movie. Weirdly. The scientific explanation is that's fakey. Right, exactly. So I'm now watching the uh, the Jurassic Park trailer, and the, the, the sort of signature scene from Jurassic Park is the little cup of water vibrating because the T-Rex is stomping. No, um, the most tremor. But I don't think big animals like that stomp. I think that's fakey, too. What? So lightly, you mean? Yeah, yeah. If you have ever been around a big animal, like people, if you've seen an elephant, for instance, in the circus, it does not... Make the ground does not the water. Stomp. Yeah, it doesn't stomp. A huge animal like that, it's going to be hell on its knees if it's banging around all 800 tons of its weight on its That's knees. That's in a big top in the jungle make even less noise. So right, well, I've been, I, I, I've actually been in in the the way of a herd of elephants. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Seriously, this is a true story. What made you drop your pipe on stage? <laughs> no, but I've been in the midst of, of a herd of wild elephants, and the only sound you hear is them pulling grass out of the ground. They're quiet. They don't clomp. They'll snuff or maybe breathe. But big animals like that don't stomp. And I think it's a fiction that Hollywood has sold us, and it's time to stop. I think even a light step by a T-Rex near a Jeep would probably make a motion tremor. Uh, you know what? We're going to have to talk to scientists about this. So let's table Wait, this They discussion. pull grass out with their, with their hooves as they rampage oh. towards you? Their nose. They're, not their nose, the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> their nose. But it's a long prehensile nose, which, which biologists call a trunk. So they, they pull you seriously can hear if you're standing around with a bunch of elephants, that's the noise you hear. It's like grass getting pulled out of the ground. You don't hear clomp, clomp, clomp. And they certainly don't make like the roaring Godzilla noises. Um, Rudyard so, Kipling said that the reason the elephant's trunk song is because alligator bit it and, made it and it stretched. So tell Karen that. <laughs> what were you saying, Tom? So trying to inject uh, some real science into this. Tell me what, I'm going to give you a line from a trailer. I want you to tell me what, what movie this is from and whether or not it applies to you, Kelly Wand. You ready, you ready for this line? Here we go. Kelly Wand, loving this boy puts you in terrible danger. Caligula? <laughs> Close. It's Jeremy Irons delivering the line, and I think he might be in Caligula. <laughs> it's the... Uh, it's the uh, so, Kelly Wan, you don't get a point for that. Boy. That's the dilemma in Beautiful Creatures, which is about the 16-year-old girl who has to choose whether or not she's a good witch or an evil witch. Uh, it's like Twilight, but instead of werewolves and vampires, it's, it's witches. So, there you go. Just like the movie we saw. Well, let's get into that, maybe. <laughs> um, instead of the movie we didn't see. What movie did Here's we not All Every movie. <laughs> <laughs> Because what movie did we see this week? Well, this week we saw Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, a 2013 action-adventure fantasy horror fairy tale movie mm. <sighs> about a brother and sister who get kidnapped and become bounty hunters. It was directed by Tommy Varcola mm. and written by him with Dante Harper. It stars Jeremy Renner, Gemma Arterton. Yes, Kelly Tom- Wand. Yeah, I was waiting, but nothing. Uh, Kelly Johnson. Wow, okay. Okay, yeah, see if he does for say that last name again, Dingus. We'll see if that one elicits a reaction. Bumpkey Johnson. <laughs> wow. She's getting up there, so it takes more. <laughs> Pila Vitala. Yes, Kelly Ward? You know, all these chicks I used to stroke it to, like Rose McGowan and Famke Janssen, are now CG to look ugly in movies and older. Thomas Mann? <laughs> and Bjorn Sundqvist. Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters is rated R for strong fantasy horror violence mm. and gore. Brief sexuality <laughs> slash nudity and language uh. <laughs> besides uh well uh let's see so hansel and gretel witch hunters opened at number one this weekend huh. didn't yeah, have a lot of competition there were a lot of movies played this weekend yeah out of all of them but uh no real competition uh it made 19 million dollars um <laughs> 
on Rotten Tomatoes, which is the percentage of reviews that are positive, Hansel and Gretel is at 18%. What? On, yeah, 18%. So, That's Kelly Wan, that means eight, not, 82% of the reviews are negative. What? Uh, yeah, how about that? I didn't understand that until you spelled it out stammeringly, eventually. Uh, I almost forgot to carry the one. Yeah. On Metacritic, which <laughs> averages the rating from reviews that use ratings, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters is at 22. Wow. Yeah. Those numbers seem accurate. Well, let's get into that. Kelly Wand, before we uh, disclose what we each thought of the movie, why don't you tell us a little bit about the plot? <laughs> You mean the plot? So you just said? Why'd you say yeah. weird? The narrative, the uh, the storyline, maybe. What would, what would you call it if you did recount such a thing for us? If I did, mm-hmm. and I do mean if, mm-hmm. I would call it a Hansel and Gretel witch humpsis. Humpsis. I like the sound of that. Kelly oh, Wan- no. Humpsis? Humpsis. Humpsis. Well, whatever that is, why don't you hit us with one of those? Doing what he does best, rebooting shit we would have otherwise forgotten ever existed. In this instance, Owen Wilson's character from Zoolander. Jeremy Renner plays a guy who's got to take drugs constantly, like in Born Legacy. Is quick with a gun, but not really, like in Ghost Protocol. Hates grocery shopping, like in Hurt Locker. But unlike in Avengers, this time his sister shoots a crossbow at CG. There's something here for everyone who didn't see those movies. Still awake. Um, In this cover version, their stepmother makes their pussy-whipped dad lead them into a forest to die to protect them. Her stratagem works brilliantly in that both she and the dad die and her son gets poisoned for life. Casting a protective enchantment on Gretel's heart, or at least telling her it's the one thing the dick witches need, might have been helpful. Luckily, the stepmom cast a powerful spell that protects them from magic, unless it's candy architecture. Since Hansel and Gretel's mom's a good witch, she's not allowed to use it against humans, only refrain from using it to save the life of a human she's married to while they hang him and burn her alive. Sorry. Gretel's voiceover's all, We never saw our parents again. I don't know if I'm going to keep that shit up. Uh, so I guess Please the violent... Do. I'll try it. I guess the violent deaths of their parents never come up during the ensuing couple decades they spend roaming the countryside killing witches. Anyway, the town gathers on a back lot 20 years later to watch their mayor point to a young girl beside him on the podium and go, uh... The crowd cheers wildly. The guy from Fargo chopped up Steve Buscemi with an axe, but not very effectively, pops his head into frame and goes, I'm a sheriff. I believe this chick's a witch for unspecified reasons. Later, they'll turn out I was right, but since Hansel needs a doomed love interest, I get my head squashed by some CG monstrosity named after the vampire in Twilight. (laughs) The crowd cheers wildly again. He's all, now let's burn her? The crowd all light matches. Jeremy Renner, who I guess was standing on stage this whole time but not doing anything, pops his whole body into frame and goes, Hi, I'm Jeremy Renner. I play the part of Hansel in this movie. Will Ferrell's name was in the credits, so I guess it's a comedy. Anyway, your mayor did a real smart thing. He hired us to interrupt this legal proceeding and bite your sheriff's nose off. Ergo, she's not a witch. Gemma Arterton bites the sheriff's nose off. All his deputies belatedly rally to his defense by struggling to draw their sidearms, but Jeremy Renner points his gun at them for a couple seconds. He's all, don't, just don't. They all stop and shrug and mutter uncertainly. 
know what do we do? He said, um, I guess we can't do anything. It's got a sword. <laughs> My wife's paralegal. <laughs> the crowd cheers the humiliation and disfigurement of their sheriff. Jeremy Renner opens the chick's mouth and yanks her tongue out and studies it with a lupe over his eye. He's all, see, witches aren't hot. They look ugly in CG, except for some who can switch back and forth, like Famke Janssen. But this chick's wearing a red wig. He cuts the chick loose, she kisses him, pats his dick, and is carried off on the shoulders of the cheering mob. Lupe. Is that how you say that? The accent didn't come up on the E. Fascinating wand. Hansel and Gretel go to a bar to get wasted, which the mayor also hired them to do. Teenage Sam Rockwell, Justin Long, a witch hunter groupie roadie, raises a torch like it's a lighter, then lovably pesters them for their autographs in his scrapbook of newspaper clippings. He knows everything about them, but at the same time, nothing about them, because he keeps asking shit like where they got their guns, what their characters' motivations are. Is this a comedy? Can he be their C-3PO in the last scene? And they're all, yeah, yeah, we find you annoying, but join our group. We'll take anybody. Meanwhile, some old men sit in the woods around a campfire. One of them's all... Hey, we lit this fire a couple hours ago. Are we dumb? Another goes, We gotta eat, and there's no such thing as unburnt food. Plus, we're not hunting bears. We're hunting witches. The first guy's all, Uh, what are bears? But suddenly, Famke Janssen shows up in a puff of shit and assumes possession of their German shepherds. They're all, Hey, you're not a witch, right? After she kills them. Like ten minutes after that. One of these guys goes to the tavern and goes, Hey, a witch told me to tell you this, then explodes. Gemma Arterton maneuvers herself so her face, tongue, and lips get splattered with blood and worms, then smirks and goes, The exploding CG worms message. I hate that one. So pointless. (laughs) The roadie's all, That was awesome, brah. I think that was my dad. USA. But the movie's asleep. Jeremy Renner shoots up, then notices his love interest is in the shot, staring at him. He's all, because I ate a candy doorknob and some window shade when I was seven, I got to inject drugs into my leg every few hours for the rest of my life. She's all, wow, who makes it for you? And how do you know to make the first batch? And is this a comedy? He kicks a sack over and a brown pumpkin wobbles out. They stare at it. He's all, a pumpkin, huh, doomed love interest. Jeremy Renner and Gemma Arterton trick a witch by making an adult-sized mannequin out of the pumpkin and a phonograph playing a table saw of a kid's voice and hoping the witch comes into the glade at just the one angle she can't see the phonograph from. <laughs> the witch falls for this crafty scheme, but still beats the shit out of them after a 15-minute chase. Jeremy Renner's aim with his customized gun is about on a par with Jessica Beale's in Total Recall, but while the witch is dangling from a rope, he successfully manages to club her in the face with its butt. The guns, not the witches. Gemma Arterton's all, that's weird, witches being this close to the Shoya. <laughs> that's awful. God. Although I guess we already knew that, since we planted the mannequin here, eh? Jeremy Renner's all, we're witch hunters. What's normal anymore? He winks at us. They take the witch to town to torture, rape, and interrogate her. Jeremy Renner disrobes the witch and wrinkles his nose. Oh, you shit your pants, man? Gemma Arterton waterborns the old lady and goes, All right, sister, if we're such great witch hunters, how come there are so many of you still in these woods? Suddenly, Famke Janssen shows up and says stuff while they don't attack her. Then, since she needs Gemma Arden's heart, she throws her through some boards, so she's far out of reach. An old man, maybe the mayor? I wasn't listening. Shows up and goes, My aim's shitty, so I use a shotgun. 
Famke Jansen uses magic to make him blow his head off. Jeremy Renner's all. I haven't been this confused whether something's a comedy since End of the Night. Famke's all. I never use that mind control spell again, by the way. Is that Tom's tat? Meanwhile, Jim Arderton gets ambushed by the sheriff and his buddies for no reason. and bites his nose off again and spits it out. But luckily, it's regenerated completely by the next shot. Just has a dab of red food coloring on it. Then a troll shoot. Fuck. Then a troll <laughs> saves her for no reason. I like the first version. <laughs> troll shaves her for no reason. Runs away for no season. The troll's character traits are that his name's Edward. She goes to the toady's cottage where he's all, hey, I'll serve you some forage. He winks at us. She's all, hey, do you know how to use anachronistic firearms against supernatural octogenarians? He's all, that's what I came in 12th at at the county fair. He puts his bowl of CG down in front of her. They are not too hot, not too cold, but just right. He winks at us again. She dips her spoon into the bowl and goes, this is curds of whey. He's all, I know. He smiles at us. They go to town where the same crowd still gathered at the stage. Gemma Arterton's all, people of whatever town this is. You guys miss the British, don't you? All right. Yes. People of whatever town this is, I bet your sheriff's nose off again. Then he and his friends, who were probably friends of yours as well since he lived here, were torn to pieces by an ogre. He said his name was Edward. The crowd cheers and carries around their shoulders for a couple minutes while Sam Rockwell eats some cheese wheels by the craft services table. Jeremy Renner makes out with the good witch. Then they all reunite, machine gun a bunch of witches to death on a CG cliffside to save a couple close-ups of kids with dirt smudged on their faces. Ed Ford passes out. But Gemma Arden wakes him by using a defibrillator out of a, made out of a fishing reel. Shaved out of a fishing reel. For no reason at all, they have a showdown with Fam K. Janssen at the candy house after she, for no reason, tells them their whole family history. Jeremy Renner's love interest dies because her magic sucks, and they cut Fam K. Janssen's head off with the shovel because her magic sucks. To celebrate the end of the franchise, they go to the Grand Canyon, where a witch lives in a rock pile. Their numbers have doubled. The ogre's job's to pull the cart full of witch body parts they never saved or carted around before, and Sam Rockwell's job's to just be in the shot. Jeremy Renner's voiceover saw, I guess something. God, where the fuck are we? Thought I wasn't rebooting Cloud Atlas till next week. Gemma Arterton saw, ring the bell, Edward. He knocks over some CG. An old woman taking a shit while she reads a newspaper looks up. Gemma Arterton saw, bad news, whore. Your funeral's not going to be open casket. The witch saw, why wasn't I at that thing on the cliff? Blam. <laughs> they blast you into 3D unit production manager credit. Sam Rockwell drives a motorcycle through the movie screen, stops, turns off the engine, gets off the bike, takes his helmet off, goes, this ain't your grandpa's Hansel and Gretel, then starts it up again and putters back to the movie screen, but the hole's too high, so he just turns the bike off and waves to us, and some stagehands help him through. <laughs> the end. I loved your credits. <clears throat> uh, what? That implies 83%. Didn't. <laughs> uh, do you guys know what uh, you alluded to it, Kelly Wan? But do you know what Gary Sanchez Productions is? I didn't care. <laughs> uh, well, it appeared at the very first of it. So it, you get the MGM 
logo. You get uh, MTV Films. That doesn't necessarily mean anything bad. And then you get the Gary Sanchez Productions logo, which is uh, it's a, a, a pistol and a cup of coffee. <laughs> we were yeah. like, what? what is that? What is that, what logo? that is is... Will Ferrell and Adam McKay's production company, and they're mainly known as the guys that launched Funny or Die, which is just a bunch of short video things. Um, however, they have dipped their toe into to movie making, uh, and, and I'm going to list for you three movies that, that came out under the Gary Sanchez Productions moniker last year. So the moment this came up, I was like, oh, God, I, I sort of had a sense for what I was in for. Uh, the Tim and Eric movie. Do you guys know who they are? Yeah. So you know what that is. Uh, this awful, awful thing with Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis called The Campaign, which was just wretched. And one of the most uncomfortable movies I have ever seen. It's really a miracle of, of zero chemistry between actresses. Uh, a movie called The Bachelorette. Um, which one's which is, that? It's like a. It's, it's basically a nod to Bridesmaids with uh, Kirsten Dunst, Lizzie Kaplan, um, uh, and um, and uh, Ilsa Fisher. So, so they're the wacky ones. And then the straight role is played by Rebel Wilson, who we all know, or oh, Dinkus right. and I know and yeah. love from uh, Pitch Perfect, and she had a small part in Bridesmaids. So The Bachelorette is is it's it's a fascinating train wreck of a movie where these three actresses just have zero connection with each other, and the material is so terrible. So those are the kinds of movies that you get from Gary. Did Sanchez it come out after Bridesmaids? Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. So it was, it was a wannabe. It was a wannabe Bridesmaids, very R-rated. Like they do coke and uh, you know, and they have sex and like it's all it's, it's like supposed to be very edgy. Um, and it's just it's it's flat out terrible. So I love uh, that as a as a poster tagline though, a miracle of zero chemistry. <laughs> you don't see that very often. The bridesmaids uh, has comedians in the main roles. Well, Lizzie Kaplan can be funny, and so can Elsa Fisher, I guess. I don't know what they were thinking with Kirsten Dunst. Uh, uh, yeah, um, she's funny. So. Uh, so that that's the kind of stuff you get, and and I think I'll tip my hand here. Of course, Hansel and Gretel fits squarely into the tradition of of those kinds of movies. Um, Half-assed, just like not funny, Fair and enough. thinking it's trying to be funny, and which is that's really it. disappointing because I I. I, I had I think this is another instance of some poor director from Norway getting who who had a uh, made a bit of a splash with Dead Snow just getting swallowed up by this kind of Hollywood machinery. Because um, Dead Snow I wasn't crazy about, but I thought was was at its best when it was trying to be funny. You know, Dead Snow had some really hilarious bits at the end that kind of made it worth watching. Uh, and I think they were trying to do some of that with Hansel and Gretel, but I didn't think any of it really came through. Um, the plot of the movie is an allegory for that process. Because it's like it starts out as candy, but then it's just lame. Poison. And, right, and, and only- we... We have and to give you, ourselves. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to do your joke. When you inoculations every fifteen minutes of watching it to not die. Now, Dingus, you're the newcomer to this. You hadn't seen Dead Snow. I'm assuming you did watch it this week. Uh, yes, yes, I did. So you're now. Because that's why I like Bjorn Sundqvist so much. He's the coffee guy in Dead Snow. Oh, I did not realize. Okay, I did not realize. I haven't seen Dead Snow recently enough to uh, know any carryover. So he's the guy who can't shoot and therefore uses a shotgun. Yes, he's the guy who can't shoot, and he's their sort of, hi, I'm going to be this weird sidekick until I get my head blown off. And he's also the weird stranger who wanders into the cabin in Dead Snow and then has a, has his tent scene. 
the backstory. He's the one who unveils the backstory about the Nazis. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because he was one of the best things about Dead Snow. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think it's having now been acquainted with the entire body of work of, of Tommy Vircola. Is that how you would say his name? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Uh, how did you find Dead Snow and Hansel and Gretel as a follow up? Uh, well, I really didn't like Dead Snow at all. Um, I you know I, I saw what it was kind of going for, but the actors are so bad in it. Uh, it's just in the. It's just so hammy. It does really do that unfortunate thing where we're just going to have a bunch of, like, teenagers get preyed upon. I mean, who who wants to watch those guys? Like, the only reason I can think to do something like that is because the audience wants to see them torn up by zombies. The kind of the uh, the Starship Troopers effect that Paul Verhoeven did in his movie. Um, right. All right, so, but, but as it went on, Dingus, like, it, do you think that it has a good payoff didn't you like that payoff with all the nazi zombies coming out of the snow or not even that yeah it was fine and as the as the two dudes fight them and are, are ridiculously covered in more and more blood uh and one of them you know amputates one of his own limbs and i mean it, it gets more and more ridiculous and then uh, there are things that are that are recommended about it uh, you know there's a funny outhouse scene and that kind of thing it just didn't work for me i I just couldn't go along with it. It's just such a dumb movie. It's, it's not dumb. consistently inspired like Dead Alive, where Dead Alive's kind right. of never boring. Right. Well, one of the things I did admire about it is this unique take on uh, like, like World War II. I, I loved the idea that a group of Nazis <laughs> went up into those mountains. <laughs> a group of Nazis went up into the mountains and got frozen and turned into zombies. I mean, you couldn't work very well do that in a movie set in... You know, Southern California, for instance. Um, so I did appreciate that bit about Dead Snow. 1941 does. Those aren't Nazis, Wand. That's uh, oh, those are the Japanese. <laughs> uh, so all right, so Dinga, so fast forward now. Uh, you've now seen Tommy Vircola's second, uh, well, it's his first big American movie, uh, better or worse than Dead Snow. Oh, I, I really liked it. <laughs> I knew it. You know, Tom. Is he punking us? He's your highnessing us. Uh, yeah, I'm totally your highnessing you guys. I, I really, I really liked it. Uh, I think it's, I think it's goofy uh, in better ways. I think it's much more energetic, and uh, and Jeremy Renner and Gemma Arterton are hilarious in it. They're just doing some weird stuff. I think the rest of the cast is is good. There's a lot of total crap in it, but I really, really enjoyed the hell out of it. So I is this be with him? Is this what I sounded like last week when I was talking about Gangster Squad? Yes. (laughs) Because we were talking about Mama, and you were like, Gangster Squad, guys, come on. Oh, no, week before, right. I've I've long since forgot Mama. I mean, good Lord, who's going to remember anything about that movie? Uh, Nobody. (laughs) uh, All right, so, uh, Kelly Wan, are you with Dingus or are you with me? Uh, I want to be with Dingus because I like stupid shit. Fine, be with Dingus. Go ahead. It's not funny, though. The timing's way off. Hansel and Gretel interchangeable. Their characters are not different from each other. There's no distinctive. Uh, it's terrible. Yeah, did you not see the way that they both look in a blouse? Hello. What? <laughs> Tom, what you talking about? I think he thinks they're blouse. I don't. I, I. That was one What's of my say? problems with it. Is I felt like it didn't do enough to take advantage of Gemma Arterton's appeal. Like she's an incredibly yeah. beautiful woman. Very, very sexy, even when she's kind of doing like a, a low-rent type character, like in Disappearance of Alice Creed. Um, she's just – she's beautiful, and I felt like the movie didn't really appreciate that with that costume. 
Um, and the same with Jeremy Renner is, can kind of uh, – it just made me think of all the times Kelly Wand has made fun of how Jeremy Renner is boring and how I normally disagree. I was kind of watching this thinking maybe Kelly Wand has a point. <laughs> He's always um, the same. He looks the same. He acts the same in all of his movies lately. Like all well, but sometimes I think that works. Like I think it sure. works when he played Dahmer. Uh, I think it works for this kind of uh, – for the kind of uh, – disaffected super spy he was in the Bourne movie. It's I like how... It's not his fault. Well, no, it is his fault, because he's also... I think he's also becoming a brand. And yeah. uh, I don't think there's much... Um, well, he could do something about it. I think Matt Damon has found a way to do something about that. But right now, at this point in his career, Jeremy Renner hasn't. And uh, luckily, I like him so much that it doesn't bother me. Uh, you hear that, Tom? How are you supposed to fight that argument? Because <laughs> he's fun. <sighs> so I, there, there were a few moments where I thought he was like, like I would give. I, I so wish the movie had more moments with the energy of who the fuck is Edward? <laughs> I, that that was a great line. It was a funny moment. Jeremy Renner sold it, but I, I would be hard pressed to think of more moments like that though. And maybe well, I'm I think forgetting there's a them. ton of them. That's okay. What I, I loved about it. what were they? Yeah, give me, give us some of them, Dingus, because I maybe I'm just not forgetting them or didn't write them in my notes. What were some of the other like good Renner moments that you liked? Oh, good Renner moments. I don't know. Oh, oh or, or good, just good moments, even just generally that had that kind of like Renterton moments. Well, yeah, you like, know, for. If, from the moment the two of them are introduced, when I, I was I was sort of hooked, and maybe it's just because I'm uh, a sucker for the f word used out of context, and the fact that these two are are everybody else is kind of in a period movie, and those two right. kind of aren't. <laughs> and so the first thing Jeb Arjun says is, "Let this woman go! Or I'm going to blow this sheriff's brains all over these. Uh, um, I'm sorry, all over their fucking hillbillies, all over these fucking hillbillies." I just love that. that she says that, that that's her first line. I'm going to blow this sheriff's brains all over these fucking hillbillies. And you have them constantly throwing the F word around and, and talking like that. Are you serious when they when they run into the the candy house? I, mean, I, I think there's a ton of those moments with with both of them. And I really like that. I, lo- I love their weird chemistry. I love that he sleeps under the bed. Um, I hate the edit. I mean, well, I will say the one thing I think the movie lacks is the editing is horrible in this movie uh but i really like the both of them i think they're great okay editing's critical for comedy to work and there's there look here's a little moment that i really liked uh it's not even something that jeremy renner says but right before the the curse of the guy who eats crawling things blows up uh jeremy renner moves ben in front of him mm. i thought he was moving him out of the way he's <laughs> in front of him to shield him and Gemma Arterson knows it's coming and she doesn't care and I love that that's, the, that's their difference I mean, she's like I'll get splendid with blood I don't care and, and Jeremy Renner's like yeah hey kids see we're here. Kelly Wan Kelly Wan Dingus is smarter than it like I missed that I feel like I want to blame the director he saw what he wants to see no I think Dingus is right that was probably a joke the movie was going for that was lost on you and me that Dingus it, was hip to and I would have been, I wished I'd known that joke was there it doesn't make sense to me that she's stationing herself in its path but then goes oh I hate that one why does she hate it, and then she's in the way of it? That joke doesn't make any sense. Does she like it or hate it? She doesn't care. She's inured to it. Oh, that's her character. She just says non sequiturs. Hmm. <laughs> and isn't diabetes? Isn't the diabetes reveal funny? I like that. I wish they'd done more with it and not tried to make it a beat in an in a terrible action sequence. Because like, that's another thing, Dingus. I I, I wish. Oh yeah, you're right. That that beat is horrible. 
Yeah, and they could have pushed the funny stuff more, like the anachronisms with them. Like, sure. I, I wish they pushed that a little harder, maybe. But they wanted to impress you with the action more. Well, that's the thing. Is, yeah, I think as, as an action movie, it pretty much failed completely. And, and it, this movie had a lot of witch punching. I mean, this was a just witch punching left. Right. It loved its witch punching scenes. Um, and that's where the editing kills it. I just didn't think there was there was that much energy in those, uh, which is too bad because Dead Gummit, I I'm a sucker for for put a beautiful woman like Jim Arterton in a tight outfit and just choreograph stuff around her. I, I'm a sucker for that sort of thing. I'm easy for that, and I just felt like there was a huge missed opportunity there. There was some good stuff, I guess, some of the action things, uh, and I I, I, I like some of the. What? Well, I like some of the toys that they whip out the the taser and her cro- <laughs> their, her crossbows that gratuitously fire at ninety degree angles for no good reason. You know, it's like a machine gun crossbow, and it, it had some. It, it it was making efforts towards some. It was ultimately weak, but it was making efforts towards some uh, weapons porn kind of stuff that you might see in a video game. So I kind of appreciated some of that. I guess. Your Highness is funnier than this movie. I will grant you that, Kelly. Ah. <laughs> well, Your Highness, too, has – it's based on Danny McBride's style, and no one really brings that kind of vivid, distinct style. Like, Your Highness is all about David Gordon Green letting Danny McBride do his thing. Nobody really has that that vivid of a voice or style here, I, I think. Yeah. Um, so the movie – said, there's tons of action, like you said, but none of it's uh, iconic. I did enjoy, and I'm, I'll bet Dingus is on board with me on this. I kind of enjoyed the absurdity of the last scene with the redheaded witch using the Gatling gun and uh, and just different varieties of crazy witches getting punched. Like the absurdity of that mm-hmm. kind of worked for me. It's like there's gore, but it's always in a long shot or out of focus, which is weak. Pussified. Mostly. There, there were times where I was like, oh, I guess this is R-rated. Uh, and I can appreciate that. Uh, uh, times when I guessed this was R-rated, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, when no, I'm watching that it. That troll smashes uh, that was one such time. head. Yep, that was one such time. I was like, oh, I guess this is R-rated. Uh, <laughs> but it was second, never... At the second F word, oh, I guess this is R-rated. <laughs> right, exactly. That's exactly right, though. There's a lot of exploding heads. Um, you don't see a lot of that, but you see... Like we're gonna add some. Uh, what does Famke say? Uh, I want this uh, this place. I need to add some color to this before right. it blows its head off. Um, and that's in the I background, mean, though. You do see that, like you. you but it is out of focus. focus. Yeah. yeah. And I would agree that that uh, along with the editing, and I'm just talking about just utility editing. Just you know, we're wandering around in the forest, and then Jeremy Renner stumbles upon this house, walks in, and she's there too. How did the how did they get to the house? I mean, how did uh, there's so many scenes yeah. where I'm like, how did you guys get to the scene? Did you did you hear that, Kelly? One Dingus almost said, "How the f did they get that?" He was almost so incensed that he dropped an f bomb. <laughs> yeah. I almost did. So just the regular editing from scene to scene, I think, is bad in this movie. And this isn't a bad editor. I mean, I think I think this guy did kiss this bang bang. Um, oh, but um, that Tom, don't you, Tom? Don't I pull this. Fu- oh, you. Uh, <laughs> Well, no, but, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang has some brilliant edits. I mean, they're, they're it really entire, does. They're entire jokes in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang that are all in the editing, uh, which right. is I why I re-examine this point. film. <laughs> <laughs> and and the and but I did like a lot of the fighting. I liked I liked some of the action stuff. Um, I loved uh, that 
witch flying through the forest kind of stuff with Ingrid Bolson Berdahl, the girl from um, geez, uh, Chernobyl Diaries. Uh, I, I mean, I, I liked that. I liked the way that this movie was put together aside from the sort of day-to-day editing. And I think there's a lot more to recommend than you guys are talking about. I mean, there's, hey, that, how about that child missing milk bottle thing? That's a... Oh, that, I was... That's no, depressing. That's, yeah, that, at that point, I was like, oh, God, really? Are you going to do that? I mean, when I say I, I want more, I don't want more jokes like from an airplane, like Zucker jokes. Yeah. I want more jokes about Jeremy Renner and Jim Arditon. That milk bottle thing. All, that's I almost so watched. dated. Yeah, yeah. I, I almost walked out of the movie at that point. Um, no, but... But the way they talk to each other and the way they talk completely out of any sort of period yeah. aspect is, I think, perfect. I love the two of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, I liked. I also liked the uh, animatronic troll dude. Oh, I love Edward. I think he's perfect. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it was like, see, I, I think we've seen some great things with trolls that are done out of character. <laughs> Certainly Troll Hunter, the troll in Snow White and the Huntsman was a great yeah. scene. And yeah. this troll here, I would put, I, I think in the last few years, we've seen some really nice troll stuff. And they're not all just clones of the thing in Lord of the Rings. Uh, I really like this troll. Yeah, but Troll Hunter's good. That's one difference. That is a, that's a big difference, but the design of this troll I thought was great. I really liked him. I liked the I liked that he wasn't CG entirely. I think there were a few scenes where he was, um, but I liked this representation of a troll. That was really nice. He was he really had this great sort of sadness about him. I mean, I loved the way he looked, and I loved the fact that that uh, that she immediately had this weird chemistry with him. Yeah, uh, I, I really liked that they established a relationship, and that it was uh, slightly different, almost along the lines of. And I thought exactly the same thing, Tom. I thought about Snow White and the Huntsman, and how what a wonderful surprise that troll scene was. Yeah. Mm. What do you think of that, Kelly Wand? Uh, his dick was gigantic, but drooped sadly. One, two, three. La 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 la. I think I must have missed that scene. Huh? <laughs> it wasn't just milk in those bottles. What? <laughs> oh, jeez, Kelly Wise. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Do the music again. Wait, so, Kelly- yeah, I guess it's boring to hear people argue whether something's funny or not. Like, it's really subjective, isn't it? Uh, well, Kelly Wise, have you seen uh, Disappearance of Alice Creed yet? <laughs> Get it? She's disappeared, so no, I haven't seen it. No, maybe it's yeah. I could, yeah, I'll take that as a no. Uh, the thing is, I really when I when I really like, I know this is a January release, uh, but when I really like people involved in a movie, like I, I really admire how Tommy Vercola has has sort of cashed in on Dead Snow. I love me some Jeremy Renner. I really love me some Jim Arditon, Peter Stormari. So when there are people like that involved, I guess my expectations might be too high. So maybe that was my problem. And I thought the kid in it was good. I thought Ben was good. Had you seen yeah. him somewhere before, Dingus? No, I, I don't know him from anything. But oh, his name's Thomas Mann, and I thought he was good. Yeah, I liked him a lot, and uh, I afterwards went to see what I'd seen him in, and I guess it was it's some terrible movie with Zach Galifianakis being in a in a mental hospital called it's called something like and a funny thing happened on the way to the oh I remember something. that yeah. Maybe it's just a funny thing happened, and I really hated that movie. But he was in that as I think the lead character's like best friend. Um, but yeah, I like that kid a lot too, Dingus. Yeah. Um, uh. So all right, well, 
I was going to say, witches' movies, witches' movies, uh, they come out in January, right? Oh, season, season of the, of the witch. witch, right? It's two, so that obviously proves the pattern. Two forms a pattern. You know, it reminded me. Uh, we don't want to spoil anything now because we're past the spoiler bit. But it reminded me a lot of the the Terry Gilliam uh, Brothers Grimm project, yeah. where there was a lot of talent there, and for whatever reason, it wasn't fully manifest on screen. Just didn't want to watch it. Yeah. So, but Dingus is a champion for this one. So, uh, Dingus, I, we'll we'll see if this makes your year end list for top ten. Yeah. One of those January surprise. We'll see if it's a January surprise for your. Uh, your I found myself quoting Your Highness lines months later and made me sort of reappraise Dingus as a comedy judge. Can you give I like us one of those brother? I like Handle Thy Shit Brother, yeah. and I like Secret... What's the wizard say? Secret Telophytes or something? Remember <laughs> that guy? See, that's it's hard to hear you just come up with lines for it. <laughs> there is some great Zoe Deschanel in there too, and uh, here's one. Here's one that I find myself thinking about long after having forgotten the movie. Uh, I just want to fuck shit up with my sword. Brilliant changes of work, and he's all fucking idiot. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's do a three by three. So uh, there we go. That happened. Uh, by the way, January is over. We are now done, gentlemen. We have made it through a January. Doesn't February suck too, though? Like, is no, it just February? Like, no, you can find gems in February. Then uh, Summers, Battleship, and Tomb Raider, and so. Avengers, and Skyfall. <laughs> See? No, that wasn't summer. Skyfall wasn't in summer. It's Indian summer. Oh, I'm murder you. <laughs> this week's three by three. Speaking <laughs> of being murdered by Kelly Wand, is least scary monsters. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't really get this this week for once. Usually my lists are terrible. I'll agree. Okay. Well, you know what? I'll be to the out of my list. that. Yeah. Let's find out. So, but first, starting with a uh, Dingus, who we'll be introducing next week's list. So, Dingus, start us off with your number three pick for a least scary monster. Also, Dingus, I don't know how did you approach this because you don't. You're a little too uh, delicate to watch many horror movies. Get Karen and watch it for him. <laughs> That's what I did. I had my son watch them, and then he drew pictures of them, and I just guessed what he was t- what the pictures were. About. And the pictures made him faint. <laughs> that's true. No. I did. I have a fainting couch, so that's fine, though. Uh, by the way, real quick before we do that, Dingus, uh, I just this actually would, is, has to do with monsters. Kelly Wan, what are the two types of witches in Hansel and Gretel? Grand witches and bullshit ones. No, they're, they're good witches, and what do you call the other faction? Grand white, white oh. witches. And not white witches. No, he called the other one uh, dick Toe. witches. Dick witches. Uh, dick witches. <laughs> the dick witch was a giant. My, my name is Dick Witch. <laughs> All right, so Dingus, here you go. What what is your uh, what is your number three pick, and uh, what what on earth did you do with this list? What do you got for us? Or not on earth? All right, so I decided to go with uh, monsters that the movie thinks is scary. Right. Wait, that was. You qualified that. that (laughs) You did. Um, Anyway, so here's a quote from my number three. Snakes don't eat people. People eat people? Wait, I feel like that's the... Snakes eat snakes. That's my quote. Uh, Snakes don't eat people. Is it anaconda? Because that's a pretty freaky looking CG snake. Yeah, it is is anaconda. Uh, And uh, the reason I chose this is because we have a friend named Aaron... And Aaron, uh, my friend Aaron said when this movie came out, 
<laughs> this is one of my favorite quotes. Uh, I, Aaron makes many great quotes, but this, this is one of my favorite quotes. Uh, if nature teaches us anything, it's that the bigger a snake gets, the faster it moves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of like that movie. It's really dumb. But Kari Wurz in it. And J Lo and, and Eric's Eric Stoltz shows Eric's, up and then, yeah. and then takes a nap throughout most of the movie. <laughs> John Voight gets spit out of the snake. A lot of good shit. And that first thing with the grenade on a boat, doesn't the snake do all kinds of crazy or do you not see the snake right then? Sorry, Dingus. I got you. <laughs> okay. I, I have a feeling that if I ran into a thirty foot anaconda I could just run away from it or walk away from it or laugh at it. And, and I think any monster I can walk away from I'm really not that concerned about. So uh, anaconda would be number three because, you know, if nature teaches us anything, it's that the bigger a snake gets, the faster it moves. The which, snakes and snakes on a plane kinda sucked, I thought. Worse than anaconda. Sorry, Tom. Uh, which which anaconda movie is it where they use a spider to paralyze someone? Is that in the original Anaconda, or that's one of the sequels? There's a spider that has deadly venom, and when it bites you, you're paralyzed. And, and the villain then... Has lost. No, there's one of the Anaconda movies, and maybe it's just a cheap How rip-off. Are there? Oh, good lord, there's plenty of them. Uh, and then there's, Ana- there's Versus movies, which feature Anacondas, which are unofficial sequels, I guess. But there's a couple of Anacondas, Who's and one of them... Godzilla... Uh, he fights um, like like geckos and mongooses and stuff. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but there's one where where there's a spider that, and and they they do a cool thing where there's one spider introduced and then it gets dropped into somebody's boot and that person then can't move when he puts on his boots and the anaconda comes in and he can't even run away from it. Then he's paralyzed and the anaconda's like, oh, I got you now. You're not going to get away. And and you know you the anaconda talks. Well, that's his. That's there's a spider in my boot. <laughs> but then they they have to, I think, crawl over a chasm full of those kinds of spiders. So it, it like With raises boots, the stakes. Um, no, the spiders don't have boots. On that one. <laughs> it's a chasm full of boots. <laughs> <laughs> I would just trample it in the boot. It would keep kill the spider. Like you have the edge. I think if it's in the boot, you're. Your foot's well, everyone knows, Kelly One, when you step on a spider, the last act it can do is bite you. It has to be turned on its stomach, though, doesn't it? Or, I mean, its back, dorsal, ventral. Spiders, spiders are pretty spry. Unlike snakes. <laughs> they should call them spriders. Oh, guys. <laughs> that sounds like something from Hunger Games. Kill Kelly One. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, Anaconda. There definitely is, and I remember asking my girlfriend at one point, can we rent this? And, and just because I love to say the title, there is a Mongoose versus Anaconda, uh, like science fiction. It's, it's Mongoose versus Anaconda. Yeah. Uh, and she's all, no, it's Spanglish night. You promised. <laughs> You're doing Coke with me. <laughs> Kelly Wand, you've, you've just crossed the streams. I know. Uh, all right, so my number. Oh no, no, it's uh, it's Kelly Wan's next. Kelly Wan, what is your number three pick? You you promised us a good list, by the way. Yeah, I don't know if you like this one, but you okay. it's either hate it or it'll be on your list because I know it's okay. one we've talked about in the past. But uh, my number three is Gage in Pet Cemetery, where it's like that little kid who's like. Oh, you know what? I've never seen Pet Cemetery, so we've talked oh, about oh. it basically in you telling me about it. So what what's the non scary monster? Well, the little kid comes back from the dead, and he's, he turns into a... He's like an evil zombie demon. Oh, a zombie kid. Yeah. You have a great name, though. I love the name Gage. Yeah, Gage. I, I would never do that, but when I read that book, like, Gage. 
Remember that chapter in the book where the dad like fantasizes about Gage's life, and he likes on the he's in the Olympic swim team. He like goes through his entire like decades, like what would it, what he would have been like. It's really oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, kid zombies can be hard to do. They're impossible to do based on mm-hmm. pet cemetery. Because you're really a kid, and then at the end you go, oh, he didn't get run over by a truck. He's fine. No, the, the kid zombie in 28 weeks later is pretty freaky. Uh, the, what, certainly, what? pardon? Weeks later, which kid zombie? So in 28 weeks He's later, in a Killian, gas station. No, yeah, no, not Killian, station. yeah, it's a gas station. It's Killian Murphy's first kill, which he explains to Christopher Eccleston later on. And it's just a freaky kid zombie who jumps on him and he has to kill him. Oh, uh, 28 days later. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes. Twenty-eight days later. <sighs> Certainly, the the way George Romero lights the kid zombie in um, Night of the Living Dead—that's freaky. The little girl with the spade—that's scary. Yeah, there's a whole good. Kelly Wand. There's an entire movie about kid zombies. It's these kids who were used for labor in the mines of Virginia, and then the mine collapsed on them, and so they come back as zombies, uh, trying to wreak revenge on. I think the family of the mine owners or something. So it's a whole movie about Western Virginia coal miner kid zombies. But they all look like zombies because they have coal dust on them, too. See, it's hard to tell the zombies from. Oh, right. right. They could just be normal kids who are working in the mines. and just. There are a lot of scary zombie kids. Zombie kids in Slither, I remember. They're not as scary as the Night of the Living Dead kid. Mm-hmm. See? But is Gage a monster, though? I don't know. Well, so I what, think he is, because, first of all, Kelly, can you give us any Fred Gwynn quotes? Sometimes dead is better. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Sounds like a commercial salad dressing or something. <laughs> Fred, Gwynn spoke, Fred Gwynn knows the kid's there and has the drop on him, but the kid comes out under the bed and, like, cuts his Achilles tendon. So he's a fucking idiot, Fred Gwynn's character. So, wait, the zombie uses tools and stuff. He uses his dad's scalpel, because his dad's a doctor. All right. I can't believe how would you not see Pet Cemetery? You're weird. That doesn't sound like you. You see uh, fucking mongoose versus Anaconda Six, but not Pet Cemetery. I, I draw a line, and that line is right. At, usually, it's Stephen King's name. So there you go. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Speaking of Stephen King's name, Kelly Wand, my number three pick for least scary monster, uh, the the goofy carnival truck in Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh huh. Did you even watch monster? that movie? You know what? Yeah, I've, seen, that. <laughs> I've seen clips of it. I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. So you um, talk Stephen King's name unless he directed it. Then you un- you cross out that line and underscore it. Correct? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. But here's the thing, though. Like zombies, I think trucks can be scary. You know, we've all seen Duel. Uh, every you know, the car is a movie about a scary car. By putting that goofy goblin mask on the front of the semi, it completely undercuts the fact that huge, big old trucks can already be scary. If you put a goofy mask on them, it ruins the effect. Uh, and that's what, I, that's what I think is so ridiculous about Maximum Overdrive. Um, that's a good point. But maybe if a different mask had been employed, like Jason Voorhees's, it would have been scary. It's hard to find masks that fit trucks. Okay, so. <laughs> that's true. It's like a car bra. It, it, you kinda, it has to be custom made for the truck. Yeah, truck's it's like a car bra. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that it, has Stephen King directed any other movies? Or no, just... uh, that's wow. that's what Maximum Overdrive did for the movie industry and his directing career. And the thing is, there are other trucks because Maximum Overdrive is a from a story where like trucks come alive. 
mm-hmm. and maybe even cars, I think. But yeah, there are other mechanical, like toasters attack people, which is actually scarier than trucks, if you think about it. Than a truck with a goofy goblin mask on. Yeah, because you think the truck's yeah. going to run you over anyway, but the toaster, you're like, eh. Right. Um, and uh, there are other, yeah, the other trucks without masks on them are by association ridiculous in maximum overdrive because they're hanging out. Their leader is the truck with the mask on it. You know, that's the kind of truck that they follow. They also need gas still. So in a way. Oh, that's right. Because they're going to enslave the humans to pump the gas because they don't have opposable thumbs. Trucks don't have opposable thumbs. Right. (laughs) The more you know. Just go to water aren't they fine or is like boats and aircraft carriers pissed off too. That we would explore in maximum overdrive too. Maximum overdriver. Uh, isn't it from a short story that's not called Maximum Overdrive, by the it's way? It's called Trucks in the collection Night Shift, which mm. has a lot of stories in it. Did you read that's a- Doorway? That's a good one. Children of the Corn's in it. The Mangler. Oh. The Mangler, I do know. I do remember The Mangler. The Mangler, also a movie, by the way. The Mangler, uh, yeah. Almost, the Mangler also, almost made my list, actually. Because it's a laundry machine, right? Like a laundry <laughs> no. machine. Yeah. <laughs> I love this idea. One of my favorite things is how... It's my contention that, yes, you can write things that are scary, but that's not always going to translate into something visually that's scary. Exactly. And that that's true with a lot of what Stephen King's yes. King writes. And a lot of ideas like, hey, wouldn't this be a cool idea if a girl smacks a bunch of water glasses with a baseball bat? Yeah, maybe, but don't make us look at that. <laughs> or if the dad is chasing his kid with the croquet mallet and then punches himself in the face with it. And that's how he dies. What's that from? I want to see that. Shining. That's at the end of the book of The Shining and the movie. And yes. oh, wait a minute. In the book, he hits himself in the face with a croquet mallet? Yeah. And then there's a thing later, like Halloran or Scatman Crothers, I'll just break it down Tom speak, is on a pier and they talk about their <laughs> lives and stuff on a, on a boat or something. In the book? What? It's lame. <laughs> it's, it's, he's not good with endings, that Stephen King. All right. Uh, I almost put on my list Stephen King being turned into moss. Uh, but that's not really a monster. I liked him in that. And that's I did not, too. Yeah. Not a movie. It's a, an anthology. Uh, Dingus, don't even start with me. Is is VHS a movie, Dingus? It's seven movies. <laughs> it's a tape, Tom. It's a way of life, Tom. Thank you. Kelly Wand, I like you. Aw. I like you. You're a full squad. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dingus, what is your number two pick for a least scary monster? All right, here's a quote from it. Mm-hmm. It's just, I was saving that bacon. Saving that bacon? Uh, uh, it's got to be Midnight Runner Rushmore. What's an evil pig movie? <laughs> what's Motel that? Hell. Is it Motel Hell? <laughs> oh, wait. Motel <laughs> Hell's scary, though. Or, yeah. what's, what's an evil pig movie? <laughs> What's the latest in the evil pig genre that Dingus might have seen with Kieran on Animal Planet by accident during the week? <laughs> JK, JK. Uh, All right, so it, it's just Lord of the Flies. Dot, 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 dot. I was saving that bacon. Um, that's from a movie called I Am Legend. Oh. But those are scary. What's not scary in I Am Legend? I don't think that the lead dark seeker, zombie, whatever dude it is, is scary yeah, you can at all. say his name, Dash Mihawk, and Thank Dash Mihawk much. can look very Jack scary. Jack Mihawk. It's a, it's a, a C- CG Dash Mihawk. 
Okay, yeah. So Dash Mihawk, which I think I think we all are big fans of Dash Mihawk, or at least two of us are. Um, but the the uh, the unfortunate thing for me is when they do that ridiculous CG. We're going to stretch his face out of all possible recognition of a human face. I just sit there and go, "That's a comic thing. It's a comic book. It's a cartoon character. Uh, there's thing. no reason why whatever this virus has done makes uh, a human being morph into some sort of weird Imhotep zombie mouth." Uh, and if you if you look at the images of it, it's it's just a ridiculously weird. As soon as he climbs up the building, or whenever he does that thing with his mouth, where his mouth just becomes this ridiculous, huge donut hole of chasm, maybe it's just ridiculous. As soon as that hole. happens, I don't care. I don't. I don't find him scary at all. And whatever capital the movie has built up before that of the creepiness of the infected or zombies or whatever they call the creatures, the dark seekers in I am legend. Um, that whole thing with them around the, the deer, when Sam goes into the building and he has to go in and get Sam out of the building and how scary that is. As soon as we see the, the lead guy played by Dash Mihawk do that mouth thing. I just, I'm just like, uh, it's not a real thing. It's just some weird cartoon. So Dingus is not scared by giant mouth CG effects. I guess he didn't see mirrors. I was going to say Amy Smart would not. He would not be afraid of her. I would be terrified of Amy Smart yeah, from me that too. movie. Yeah. Well, that's a weird illusion, isn't it? Uh, no, it really happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you've seen, you haven't seen mirrors. How does Dingus even know what we're talking about? Have it's you a documentary, it? a. <laughs> Because yes, you guys have talked about it before, goofballs. But you know what I'm talking about when when he right. does that weird screaming thing and his mouth gets all huge. That's in that movies, though. It's weird. That... And you know what? It freaks me out. Like Dingus, you're yeah. you're way less delicate then than I give you credit for because I find that uniquely freaky. Like when when somebody's mouth is like really big and scary and like monster movies. And yeah, that... snatchers their mouths expand. Aliens' mouth opens. It's got more mouths in it. Oh. No, when when body snatchers, that's just them opening their mouths. This is a weird right. CG. We're gonna make this weird maw, and it has nothing to do with the reality of what's going on in the the biology of this particular fiction. And it, it just takes me out of the movie. And there are things I love about I Am Legend. I really love that movie. But when the Dash Mihawk character gets this ridiculously huge mouth, I'm just looking at. There's no reason for the virus to have made his mouth expand. It's just. You don't know, Dingus. Maybe that's the way this virus works. Maybe it's a, a jaw-enhanced... CG virus. Yeah, it causes everyone... Exactly. Uh, like Hansel and Gretel. You like it then. You know, I kind of wish watching that movie that they had just let Dash Mihawk just sort of freak out. Like, not, yeah. I, I'm with you, Dingus. Like, don't do CG. Just It's like kind of the the rage virus in 28 Days Later. They just overcrank the, the shots, and they'll put makeup on people. But they're just letting people jerk around and look scary and freaky. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Dingus. And also, I you know, I feel like we were deprived of the amount of Dash Mihawk we should have gotten because he was covered with CG. So, But I don't, I'm not with you on, you know, scary huge jaws opening up like that. That's That freaks me out, Dingus. Uh, you're tougher like than Like in the movie Jaws. <laughs> Oh, yeah. see. <laughs> uh, all right, Kelly. What is your number two pick for a least scary monster? My number two scary, unscary monster from picks is <laughs> Dingus's dog. <laughs> Dingus's dog, terrible monster as far as being scary. Yeah, this is, Dingus's. Dog, this is a runner-up, by the way. Dingus's dog, as far as scary monsters, is like those dogs in breed. 
that movie where Michelle <laughs> Rodriguez has to fight the genetically uh, modified warrior dogs, and they're just all happy dogs that want to play, and they're not the least bit scary. By the way, I hope I didn't choose one's choice. I love that. I was thinking of that, and also the dogs in Chernobyl Diaries, but uh, but I was kind of mindful of what you were talking about last week, where we have to be careful what animals we Cujo, too. Cause Plus, my dog is named adorable. Honey, and, and Honey's not really a scary name. It's not a good monster name, exactly. Honey. It is. This movie's The Swarm. <laughs> <laughs> Honey! <laughs> All right, so Kelly, what is your number two pick for a least scary monster in addition to Dingus's dog? My number two should be my number one because this is considered a super scary monster for some reason. I think everyone's just fucking baked, but not good baked. It's a uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. That guy's not scary. Yeah, that kind of freaked me out as a kid. Cause what? Just, That's what everybody says. I think he's, he's like a weird. Yeah, he's got a weird fishman-looking thing, and he just mm. looks like he's gasping for breath, and his eyes. <laughs> yeah, that's not scary. He can't even breathe. Which you... man? He's fucked. And he's got like a like a webbed hand and stuff, uh, a claw kind of thing. Hand. His other Tell hands. Me. Would you admit though that he's at least iconic? Yeah, uh, but he does the same. I, missed, I dropped out. What, what what are you talking about? He carries the girl. It's boring. Kelly Wan does not find the creature from the Black Lagoon scary. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Dingus? Am I? Have I lost my sense of wonder? Am I dead inside? <laughs> Kelly, want imagine how like people would be constantly uncomfortable. He seems like an uncomfortable in the suit. Yeah, <laughs> in the suit, super uncomfortable, especially during the water shots. He has to take shit in the thing. But it's like Frankenstein looks kind of scary, and that's a guy in a suit. And but creature from the Black Lagoon, it's like not a scary suit to me. Like it needs more. Um, maybe if you what? A, how would you improve it? What would you do for it, Kelly? Wand? Dick and fins. Everything. <laughs> 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 My answer to Cadillac, uh, 1963. I don't know. Dick and Finn. Dick The brother of Dick and Witches. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kelly, well, just think how scary that was to people back in the 1930s, whenever that movie was made. It was terrifying in 1901 when they watched The Great Train Robbery and Train came out of the. But Sam Rockwell smashed through the train screen. Uh, that's a uh, A Team reference, I think. It doesn't work because Sam Rockwell wasn't in that. The creature from the Black Lagoon didn't they just kill him by like shooting him too? Like he was yeah. So it was actually it was the fifties that this movie was made, and and you can actually see because I watched it recently, you can see connections to Jaws in Creature from the Black Lagoon, and yeah, they just shoot it. Uh, It's just a regular thing, but they have to go in and rescue the girl. It's like a love story. Like it falls in love with the girl and wants to carry her away, and they made several sequels, including one where I think, if I'm not mistaken, the creature of the Black Lagoon is rehabilitated into society. What? I think so. Yep. Stop and yep. I think that I think that's the third one. Is they catch what I'm him, watching put him in a facility I, and they try to civilize him. Like uh, the third escape from the third Planet of the Apes movie. I think they, so. They take her to Bloomingdale's. The apes. <laughs> Shoot them. Can't speak to that particular one. But you'd watch uh, that one with the apes in the seventies with Tim Roth and Mark Wahlberg. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, what's the third one? Creature from the Black Lagoon? Go well, there's Creature from the Black Lagoon, and then they go back, I think, to... I haven't seen two and three, but I read about them after seeing the first one. In two, I think they just go back to the Black Lagoon. Shoot it again a couple more times. Yeah, and then in three, the creature, I believe, is carried to a base, and they're trying to convert him to a normal human being. Put on this top hat. Uh, Put on the wrist. 
Well, I think that he looks more human, too, but he gets scales or something as the end of the movie when he has a creature outbreak. I don't, I don't know the particulars. You'd have to see it. I can't imagine it's any good. Does he, what's, does he just give him a job? Like, is he like a typist? I don't know what work <laughs> skills they teach him. Yeah, but... Uh... Wait, what's... How far... Uh, this sounds really good now, actually. Hey, Why is the lagoon... I... <laughs> like, what does the a... lagoon matter? I mean, it's not like a big area. It's just yeah. a little lagoon. Why do we have to go back to it all the time? It's not black, either. It's well, it's a, it's a, no, it's called Black Lagoon, and it's one of these places that time forgot, you know, where there's prehistoric stuff in there. But Lagoon's say. like three, 10 feet, like Dingus says, so it's like, time forgot this 10-foot area. Sometimes that happens, yeah. Swimming. And that's, time that's where you'll find creatures, exactly. Time oh. forgot, Kelly Wan, that little subterranean cavern under Lake Havasu for Piranha 3D. That's true. They, oh, they rehabilitate the Piranha in the third one, and they join society and run for president. <laughs> They get bitched by the Green Party. It will at least be better than the second one. What? Piranha 3 Double D, I dare you to watch it. It has no redeeming value whatsoever. Mm. Mm. Now, Kelly Brook, not interested. Well, well, Kelly Wan, here's my number two pick. And actually, people might just, I don't know. uh, By the way, he was scary once he was typing. Then he was scary. The creature from the Black Lagoon? Yeah. I don't know how he can type with those webbed hands, by the That's way. That's what's so terrifying about it. I see. I think the typewriter feels... Okay, I'm sorry, back to you. Fortunately, we have autocorrect on, like, iPads. That would help him. That would be a big boon for the creature from Black Lagoon. <laughs> Kelly Wand, what do you think of that big skeleton monster that confronts Joe Beth Williams in Poltergeist? It's like a big skeleton face. It comes out of the closet? Yeah, yeah. He uh, kind of scared me at the time, because I go, fuck, what's, what's el- what else is in there? Yeah, no, I see that, and I think it looks like an Iron Maiden album cover. It looks like Eddie, that that big... Uh, really awesome album cover. But it's not scary. It's not scary at all. Mm-hmm. So that's like kind of like the money shot for, ooh, this is the big scary creature coming out of the other dimension, and uh, I don't find that the least bit scary in Poltergeist. But there's a lot of other scary shit up to that point. So I think by the, the time cl- we get... The what? clown is... The clown doll is scarier than that big Eddie thing uh, from Iron Maiden. But they Maiden. couldn't have the clown come out. Tom. I don't know. I don't know what you would have come out. Just don't show it. Just show Joe Betts Williams her hair turning gray. Like, but, but you know, you see, at that point though, it's a Steven Spielberg movie. At that point, they need some fancy special effect thing, and uh, just a big, scary, like heavy metal skeleton dude just doesn't do it for me. Did the ghost make that guy peel his face off? Because they they're all he's part of the real estate deal too. Uh, probably he was. Thank it's, you. It's like it's like the demon breaking Micah's uh, picture frame. You know, if you if you mess with it, it doesn't like that. Uh, Dingus, do you find that thing scary? That big skull thing in Poltergeist? I find Poltergeist to be one of the two scariest movies I've ever seen. So yes. Huh. I'm I'm just frightened of Poltergeist. I I can't even yeah. process what you're talking about. It looks like totally took me by surprise. It was a movie I rented in high school uh, on a dark and stormy night when what? I was alone and uh, this first time i watched it i thought i was watching uh, a silly steven spielberg movie and it freaked me out so okay, well, I, watch it again uh, and watch when that skeleton comes out try not to think of a, the cover of an iron maiden album <laughs> well that freaks me out. i agree with dingus that whole movie's scary i think tom's crazy i think it's scary as fuck when this <laughs> the head comes out of the closet 
But I, don't, I haven't seen it in a while, so it might be like Dead Snow, where if I see it now, I'll go. Mm. It looks like a big puppet. It's like a big puppet. Like a yeah, big but when I saw that, when I saw it when I was ten, it was fucking horrifying. How old are you now, Kelly? One, you're not ten. That's Five my. Million. I rest my point. <laughs> I but I remember going, God damn, with fucking closet. Fuck. Why are they still there? Like, why is she taking a bath? They're fucking idiots. Uh, it also was like that's how wrong. Uh, what's the little midget's name? Uh, the the uh, uh, psychic lady. Psychic lady is is the like she's all. This house is clean, and there's a fucking hide that comes out of the closet two minutes later, and you're like, <laughs> she's the worst. She they should get a fucking refund. There's a big <laughs> in the closet. They'll just they'll just put her they'll put a review in Yelp later. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> like that's how scary it was. Like scary because she's that wrong. Like the ghosts or that. Like, okay, we pulled the old lady, now we can, like, eat the closet. Is the tree scary? Yeah. <laughs> of course it's a tree. <laughs> all the dingus, this whole thing about you just run away from it. How can a tree ever be scary? It's in your room. But you can't run from it. It's going to eat you. <laughs> you, you go, you walk into the hallway. The tree can't, what's it going to come into the hall? A tree is not scary, Kelly. Well, I'm sorry. Nothing's safe. The swimming pool, it's all a nightmare. Uh, do you know that movie? The, there's a William Friedkin movie, which I've never seen, which apparently also has a killer tree called, I think it's called The Nanny. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everything you say is true, but I'm worried. <laughs> which <laughs> apparently <laughs> also has a killer tree. Because they incorporated that head in the closet in society, because he's like the closet. Like the, it's in every closet on the army base. Uh, the tree in uh, in um, there's that icky tree scene from the first Evil Dead. Uh, the, that's not even a tree though; it's just like vines. If um, the head it was like a garbage disposal, would be cool. Like then you just throw garbage into the head. Kelly, wand are ants scary? Yeah. <laughs> if they <laughs> no, trees don't scare me. All right. Uh, all right, well, let's get down to our number one picks for least scary monsters. Uh, Dingus, what do you have for your number one pick? Maybe give us a line from the movie. All right, here's a line from it. When will they come? When will they come? When will they come and set us free? Sound like a rally cry. Like it is a rob. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a lyric. Uh, uh, I don't know this one. He, he's, t- he's too good an actor. We can never get these quotes. Midnight Run. <laughs> Right. So I'm talking about the little homunculus dudes from uh, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, the 1973 version. They're scary. They're weird. They're, they're, they're weird. They're certainly weird and creepy, but they're not scary. When 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 she's in the, when Sally, I think it's Sally. When Sally's in the shower and we see the little, the little monkey hands with the hanger reach out to turn off the light switch with the hanger. I don't approve of this at all, Dingus, just so you know. <laughs> okay, I think they're hilarious and not the least bit scary. Uh, and I and I would make a distinction, and this is one of the things that I kind of do with my list. There's, there's things about my all of my picks that are creepy, but I think creepy is different than scary. And uh, and this these, these guys are not scary. These little dudes, I, I feel like I could punt them, you know. I thought and they so were scary. Yeah, no, Kelly. Not scary at all. Their Vegas scale is, is totally messed up, and and they're running around on the floor of the kitchen, and they just look like mini flying monkeys without wings. And I'd kick them across the room in a second. There's no way these guys are going to do it. They wouldn't let you, Dingus. They do you find Dingus? Do you prefer the the weird little like CG cat like kind of things in the remake? No, I hate those. Uh, but I'm not going. Uh, you know, and what I remembered is when I went to see the remake. 
that the Usher uh, greeter dude said it was directed by Guillermo del Toro, but uh, of course it wasn't. He never. And he does more of that wing, winged crap um, that he does in Mama. Or did he you correct him. Appro- yeah, I did. I stood up and said, "Excuse me, sir, uh, <laughs> sir." I'll have you know this is directed by Jan de Bont. Um, Nerd. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> no, uh, I don't think those are scarier, as I don't think Apollo 18 is scarier, or anything like that sort of silly little tiny CG crap is scarier. But I don't think those little tiny guys in monkey suits with their silly little fingers holding a hanger to turn off a light switch, I don't think those are scary at all. I think they're hilarious. Dingus, and you're going to... Go ahead. One of the things I love about Don't Be Afraid of the Dark is that those little dudes aren't scary in the slightest. You're going to go to bat for Eddie and Poltergeist, that big old skull head, and then single out these freaky little dudes from Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. I'm not going to bed for Eddie because I don't remember that because Poltergeist freaked me out. And you shut me down, Tom. When you mention Poltergeist, all I think about is terror. So, nice try. (laughs) All he thinks about is terror. Dingus, if you wake up, in the middle of the night, and you look down in your bed, and you see those little freaky dudes from Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, like, crawling around on your covers. Yeah. Don't they had a clown? I will right. punt them. I will punt them like little footballs all over the house. They oh, get it to the clown. Punt the clown. Go ahead. Go ahead. Punt, punt the, the clown. Punt the clown. Punt the clown. Punt the tree, Tom. Let's see what happens when you try to punt the tree. <laughs> so, basically, the dingus has heeded the title of the movie that he has mentioned. He is afraid of the dark. No, he's not afraid of the dark. Oh, he's not, he's afraid. not afraid of those things. So he has taken the title of the movie to heart, and I just I find I, you're doing it wrong, Dingus. What are they going to do? We're, what I, they do to Sally? They drag her down to hell, basically. Right. Yeah, those guys, they can't. That's what they do on the army base too. If they, if they tried to move the couch, they'd be like, "Hey, a little help here." All right, Dingus, when you get dragged down into hell and you've just vanished and nobody knows where you are, and you then become one of those things... I can see five of them grabbing your ankle and then looking at me and going, hey, give us a little help. No, they drug you. They drug you, they knock you out, they set up little traps so that you fall and hit your head. They're They're, fucking dicks. Yeah, they're They're exactly. They're totally, yeah. Totally Ds. I agree that they're Ds. And they can f off because they're D's, but that doesn't make. Them scary. I like that our list. Everyone, like the other two of us, are like, no, that's super scary. Like something on everyone. Like Tom scared a creature from Black Lagoon. Like right. it really is subjective. Right. I think my number one we'll all agree on. But first, Kelly Wan, what is your number one pick for least scary monster? Mm, did you ever see the Keep, Michael Manns? Yeah, yeah, of course. All right. So Scott Glenn is not scary to you. <laughs> that one guy, that's Scott Glenn, but his enemy. The guy that looks like Gabriel Earth. Byrne. All right, that's enough. Oh, what? no, Gabriel Byrne isn't that. He's the evil Nazi. He's terrifying. No, there's a monster in it. You don't remember the monster with the red eyes? Yeah, there's... isn't that? Doesn't Scott? It's like uh, it's like the uh, the Michael Chiklis thing in Fantastic Four. The thing. It's like the thing, isn't it? Yeah, that scared you. <laughs> I don't like that guy. He sucks. Isn't it? Scott, doesn't Scott Glenn sucks. turn into that though? Like, doesn't oh, he turn into the what? thing? I don't think so. Dingus, back me up. Yeah, Dingus, explain the keep to us. Okay, in the keep, uh, I have never seen it. Never mind. It's Michael Mann. You would think that all the, all the, how, how fond you are of Thomas Harris products that are hair filmed by uh, Michael Mann. You think you would go back? The keep is a novel, right, Kelly Wand? Red Dragon taps into my fears of dragons. Yes, by F. Paul Wilson, who wrote the Repair Dragon Pyramid Jack series, where it's like <laughs> the tomb and the something else. 
Yeah, so what do you think of that, Dingus? Yeah, I think I just won this argument, motherfucker. <laughs> I think that, this, that the chair and collateral is far scarier than whatever you guys are talking about. They, rehab- they rehabilitate the chair in the third collateral movie, so it works at the other <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the key, because I think Kelly Wan Scott Glenn turns into that thing and kills the Nazis, I think. That's dumb, that. Well, the, he didn't, okay. I don't know. We're agreeing it's not scary. I'm with you there that it's not scary, yeah. Especially because how they set up, how this is a scary place, and all the locals in the village were trying to, like, you know, they were putting crosses on it or something. And then when it comes out to basically be like a Hulk with red eyes kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. It's about vampires, and those are scary. What? Even, I think, isn't that? Oh, but keep. Whenever you, when, you, when you guys talk about the keep, I keep thinking about the ruins or something. Vines. Just, I like that yeah, one. Those, those are killer plants. Those, those are, are scary. scary. Yeah, they're killer plants. Are scary, and they sing. They imitate your voice. Yeah, those they are inside you, bro. Um, no, the keep, Kelly. One, there's no vampires in the keep. Are you high? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's vampires in that. I, I can't no, see vampire. Well, we sound like we really don't. One of us is really dumb about the plot of Cube, <laughs> considering how stupid the movie probably is and how many ideas it has in it. Uh, do you know who does the music for the Keep? Tangerine Dream. Yeah, bro. Cabbage. <laughs> the scariest band. Risky nice Business. Fine. Till Tom Cruise <laughs> worked on the Army base. <laughs> All right, so the big thing of the key. Okay, here's my number one pick. I haven't even seen this movie, so this might not be fair game. Wait um, a minute, what? Have you seen the movie? I've not seen this movie. Who? Nobody's seen this movie. It's, it's, okay, well, let's see. Have you guys seen a movie called Night of the Lepus? Lepus. Lepus. Oh, no well, yeah. You know, I almost chose Food of what? the God for this particular category. Of course. It's the one in Natural Born Killers at the end, right? Yeah. What? Isn't there le- aren't there lepuses in slow motion on that? And you see Food of the Gods, but so yeah, yeah, I know what Night of the Lepus. Well, Food of the Gods, like giant rats, can be scary. But Night of the Lepus is a Rory Calhoun movie who went on to do uh, Motel Hell, by the way, uh, where he is a rancher fighting giant rabbits. <laughs> but are they supposed to be scary? You're supposed to go, whoa! You wouldn't think, but it's like no, no. This is an like in rare. earnest. It's an in earnest. I think it's like a movie made in the late late sixties. Uh, movie about mutants. <laughs> Mutant rabbits that like some chemicals made them get big, and they're attacking cattle, and so this rancher has to fight them. Um, but they just use real rabbits and just film them in slow motion, as opposed exactly. to Twilight Zone Joe Dante rabbit. Made out right, of right. It's not. They just yeah. They don't do any like, and I don't even think the rabbits have any freaky makeup or anything. They're just regular looking rabbits. Um, What's the problem then? If they're just giant rabbits, they're well, not- they're eating cattle, and I think they eat people too. Why do they eat cattle? They don't have the kind of teeth for that. Doesn't make any sense. Have you seen rabbit teeth, Kelly Wand? It's got claws. No, they don't. They eat cabbage. <laughs> okay, just like your... more rabbit to eat. But once a rabbit gets to a certain size, you put, go ahead and put your your hand in its mouth and see what what happens to your hand. That's true. I'm terrified until you put them on the army base, and then the rabbits. Oh wait, wait, hold on! I'm making it sound like rabbits are scary. I take it back. You're right. That is stupid. That, uh, yeah, that's the whole point. Is they they're not scary. A rabbit. What's a rabbit going to do? But if you think of holiday in Rome, a Roman holiday, that's scary. Dude. <laughs> Dingus got it. He'll accept it. My comedy bit. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't understand that one. Okay, back to what you're saying. I'm sorry. No, that's it. I've, I've never seen this movie. So Dingus, you've actually seen this? Yeah. He's jerked off to it. What? Kelly Wand? I said because of the night scenes. I don't don't like your tense, Kelly Wand. I am, (laughs) currently. Whoa, wait a minute. What podcast is this? Uh, This movie was Robert Mitchum, right? 
And he's no, a, that's Night of the Jackal. Oh, Night of the Hunter. Jackal. There's Night of the. I think there's a Jackal Knight. Different. There's all kinds of knights. This knight, Lepus, is like the genus or the species or whatever for a rabbit. Um, so it's Night of the Rabbits, but rather than calling it that because it would sound stupid, they use this Latin word. Remember when uh-huh. Tom said genus? <laughs> So, Dingus, you've seen it. What happens in this movie? Explain it to us. Why are I haven't seen so- it since I was a kid. I mean, it's one of those movies that would come out at night, and it falls into the same category as Food of the Gods. I would have gone with Food of the Gods because I love that movie so much, and I love uh, much the same way that it's it's funny to watch vicious dogs wagging their tails. Watching the rats sort of, like, climb over each other and sort of try to look vicious because of the way the cameras are. They're just little rats climbing Did it come up. on on Easter? Did you watch the it? Giant? Yes. yes. <laughs> Instead of Halloween, it's... Uh, it's the great Lepus, Charlie Brown. Uh, I don't remember a thing about the movie, but I remember seeing it. And it's not so right. Perhaps there are fears of Easter. But Food of the Gods creeped me out, but... but those silly little rats or the giant chickens or even wasps, which in real life Ooh. wasps are scary, but right. those giant wasps, are, it's just, they're so silly, but the movie takes them seriously, which was the point of your, your topic. So I right. put the gods almost made it, but Lepus, I don't know. I don't remember well enough, but I remember seeing it. Well, let's go to the uh, readers. We have some reader submissions here. Someone named Lynn, L-I-N, uh, writes, and here are his three picks. Uh, the thing from the thing from another world. Yeah, What's that? I agree. That's the 50... Oh, the James Arness is a giant yeah. carrot. That one, right. Because then uh, he says a giant carrot. It's like, oh, I'm going to look at a guy what? in a carrot suit. Is a guy is a giant... What? Uh, James Arness is a... They, the whole point in the in the 1950s version of the thing, which strays very far from the... Who goes Campbell there? Scott, uh, John Campbell. W. Campbell. Right, right. John, from the John, John Campbell. W. Campbell Scott. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it, it just becomes a it's literally like they, they decide that he's like a vegetative creature come to life so the joke is that he's like a giant carrot um and it's james arness because he's a big fella is in the suit like that's one of the bits of trivia about thing from another world so there there is a giant carrot basically in thing from another world that's it's the citizen Kane of horror movies i'm frequently told fuck hmm. john carpenter i know People are weird. Not that. Uh, number two, Lynn's number two pick uh, is the hand in the hand, uh-huh. where uh, Michael Caine has his hand severed. I seem to recall, and it it creeps up on him. I remember there's a scene where he's driving in a car at night and it crawls up yeah. on his shoulder. Um, I kind of like that. Though. I do. I like that. Kind of scary. They're yeah. kind of weird. They are. Uh, Evil Dead. Three is it? Where is? Well, he fights hands a couple. Two. It's an evil day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, Lynn's number one pick is the baby from It's Alive. Uh, I don't remember it, Tom. You, to... well, you don't remember because they don't show it. So uh, Lynn wow. uh, loses, fails at that. But maybe that's not scary. Yeah, they never really. Uh, Larry Cohen doesn't actually show the baby until the later movies. I don't think you ever really see anything in the It's Alive. It's all so. It's, it's not just... scary because it's not in the movie. It's like so low budget, if I'm not mistaken, that you never really see anything. It's weird because in Jaws, you don't see the shark for a while, but it's still scary. Like even when you think it's a giant platform of wood chasing that one dude. Oh, although actually maybe. Oh, I'm sorry. I called this person Lynn, but he signed uh, the email as Fred Bow. Uh, maybe Fred Bow's baby from It's Alive is the recent remake of It's Alive, where the baby looks like a, a little golem. They show it frequently. It's CG, and it's basically uh, a golem type creature 
Uh, which is the one where Kelly Wand talks about the baby crawling out of somebody's mouth? Dead, dead alive? alive? Yeah. Oh, dead alive, right. Yeah. Kelly Wand, should Dingus see dead alive? Is he not ready for yeah. that? Yeah. Fredbo had a bunch of ones from last week, didn't he? He did, yes. Yes. This was a fun category, I thought. Well, here we go with uh, Paul Wimere, uh, one of our regulars, who says, Unfortunately, and perhaps for the first time, I'm going to have to use a movie I used in a previous 3x3. So Paul Wimere is uh, duplicating himself. Uh, his number three pick, The Blob. It's supposed to be this big threat to the small town and terrify the populace and the viewers. But no, not really. It doesn't. The 50s one or the 80s one? I, I think on um, both of those, I think it works because if you're into uh, Lovecraft stories, the blob is the closest we'll get to something called a shoggoth in, in a horror movie. And a shoggoth is a big old blob with a bunch of eyes in it that look at you. Uh, so I, I find that kind of terrifying. This yeah, I did too. I was scared of the blob. It, it's kind of like uh, like weird the weirdness of cellular biology at that level, you know, where there's like T cells and blah, I think a fantastic voyage. There's things floating around that'll just swallow you up, like protoplasm, and the blob is that writ large. So uh, I have to disagree with Paul on that one. He doesn't find it scary, but I find blob scary. Yeah. It's scary till you find out it's allergic to cold, and then you're like, wait, it's from space. So what? Right. <laughs> Uh, and also, I find scary in the in the remake of the Blob, they did some freaky effect. Yeah, seeing somebody boring. getting dissolved while the Blob is eating him, and that kind of freaks you out too, because that's just implied in the fifties one, of course. And it can hang out on the ceiling and eat you, and then you don't notice it. Not that's only that, Kelly Wand, it can pull you down a drain pipe. Like, like it gets old and it yanks you so hard that you just get yanked down into the drain pipe. See, that's yeah. worse than. Uh... Getting Creature of the Black Lagoons. Yeah. Well, uh, Paul Wimare also chooses The Thing from Another World. He writes, The cauliflower-headed Arctic invading alien in this adaptation of Who Goes There is not as scary as the movie tries to make it out to be. Don't they burn it, by the way? They try to tap into our fear of carrots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not scared. Uh, and then finally, Paul chooses King Kong from 1976, and I think the original King Kong. He says, I never really thought Oh, no, I think he's specifying 76. He says, I never really thought this version of Kong was scary in the least, even as a kid. He's not supposed to be scary. He's supposed to feel bad for him. Yeah, it's a big old animatronic goofball. You know, the, thing big, from, yeah. the thing from another world is giant carrot, so it could have crossover with Night of the Lepus because it's the giant rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that right there, Kelly Wand, is like a mongoose versus anaconda movie. Lepus is this thing from another world. I right. would watch Teaches yeah. kids science. Jeff Sweet writes, Unfortunately, I don't watch too many horror films, so my choices this week might be a little lackluster. But I'd say, but I'd said I'd give a submission every week, so by golly, I will. Jeff Sweet holding to his weekly commitment. Thank you, Jeff. He says, Also, sorry for beginning nearly all of my emails with an apology. Hmm. Fuck you! <laughs> That's a double apology. Now, here's one that I, I'm glad he thought of, but I'm going to have to disqualify this one for a reason I'll mention in a second. He writes, The Stuff from the Stuff. Ah. Marshmallow Fluff. I just love how in the opening scene of the film, two security guards at a chemical plant find a white substance bubbling up from a crack in the ground, and their very first impulse is to taste it. Now, <laughs> my problem with The Stuff, it's also a Larry Cohen movie, the same guy that did It's Alive. Uh, the stuff is a comedy. I do not think the stuff yeah. is supposed to be scary, um, and that's kind of the point of the movie. The Garrett whole Morris. 
Garrett it's Morris like, plays the evil. Like I think he has a chocolate chip cookie company that is trying to industrially sabotage the stuff company. It also makes your jaws extend, so Dingus wouldn't like it. Dingus wouldn't, and it turns you into a zombie. Like the the monster in the stuff is the zombie you get turned into when you right. eat the stuff. And the whole point is it's a metaphor for for consumerism. Uh, whatever. You see. <laughs> There's another one. I, I think also Jeff picks one that I, I don't think the movie thinks this thing is scary. Uh, so, uh, but here, here's his choice: uh, the Leprechaun from the Leprechaun in the Hood. He writes, "All I have to say about this is the Lep in the Hood rap." Yeah, I think there's a rap scene in that movie. So I don't. Yeah, I don't think the Leprechaun is supposed to be scary. I think it's like a a goof. Those movies are kind of a goof, I believe. For you to watch Baked with gang bangers. It, leprechaun in the hood specifically, yeah. I don't know that the And first... Irishman. Same right. thing. Exactly. It really is a battle of it's a race war. It's the ultimate race war. Uh, here's another one where where Jeff is choosing once again a movie that I don't think takes its monster seriously. Um, so that kind of goes against the spirit of the three by three, but these are these are still valid choices in that these are unscary monsters. His number one pick, the gingerbread man from the Gingerbread Man 3, Saturday Night Cleaver. He writes, this movie had such a fantastic plot blurb on Netflix. I'm really sorry I had to go and ruin it by actually watching the thing. So similarly, there's a there's a uh, some uh, movies, I think they're called Thanksgiving, uh, about a killer turkey that runs around and kills people. And I don't, I, I don't think these kinds of movies intend to be scary. They're, they're joke movies. Jack Frost, by the way, about a killer snowman, I think is another one. Um. So, uh, but but you're right. Uh, I definitely agree with Jeff's picks, and that these are all unscary. Turkey wouldn't work at an army base, but a navy. One. I mean, air force. What? Because he's got wings. See. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> uh, okay, what other runners up do you guys have? No one's gonna get that, but I like you. Come on, everybody gets that, really? Uh, we're, we're dating ourselves. Uh, just trading up for some of us. I can't believe you just did that. That's awesome. <laughs> Kelly Wan, do you find uh, the do you find plants frightening in the happening? No, but in body statures, they're scary. So happening is the I thought in the happening it's the wind though that fucks you. No, no. Kelly Wan, you need me to explain the happening to you so that you can understand that it is a good script. Uh, it's not the point of the happening is that plants release a toxin that makes people commit suicide. So the wind is going to carry the toxin. That's why they're running from the wind. Hmm. See, well, well, Kelly's problem is that every movie is called the happening. <laughs> Yeah, that could be a subtype for any movie. The happening is the one movie where nothing happens. No, what are you talking about? All of humanity gets wiped out. Now Paris doesn't yet. Yeah, but it will though. It's only like this tiny area. Uh, what about the so Kelly Wan? You mentioned the pods and in invasion of the body snatchers. Are body snatched people scary? Are those scary yeah. monsters? I disagree. What? Come I on. think what's scary about them is that they're not scary. Is that they're people we know? They're familiar. They're not doing anything frightening. They're just flat, even keeled, normal. That's what makes them scary. Wait. So you just said they're scary. Oh wait, but they're scary because they're not scary. <laughs> Kelly Wand, it's a tautology. Uh, they're not scary themselves because they don't feel fear, so they won't be scared of. <laughs> what about the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man? Is he a scary monster? No, stop. 
Remember in the Nicole Kidman Invasion of the Body Snatchers where they somehow reverse it so everyone's fine at the end? Right. Uh, that was a poor Oliver Hirschbagel. That was, a, I think, a studio-mandated change on the, the movie. Because uh, the point is, the way Oliver Hirschbagel was going to end that movie, you sort of see a little bit of it, is that once the body snatchers take over, we pull out of Iraq, and there's no more war. Yeah, yeah that's kind of I the saw that. That's day. deep. Right. <laughs> so Iraq even ruined the body snatcher franchise. Uh, other runners-up, what do you guys have? Unscary Monsters. Don't we do that before listeners? No, no, we let the listeners go first. Oh, let okay. them finish first. They've had their say, so uh, what do you guys got for runners-up? Does the Alien and Prometheus count? Is that uh, Aries with this me? Oh, yeah, Tom dude, took, the thing! Tom took all of Prometheus off the table. Oh, right. I forgot. Right. I wasn't here that night. <laughs> I think the, the lizard dude in uh, The Amazing Spider-Man is not scary. Is he supposed to be? He's a monster. Dingus is Venom scary? The substance or is the character? Venom scary. Oh, so you know that there's a character named Venom. Interesting. Oh, you got me. You got me. Nerd. Because <laughs> sure. I thought that's another big-jawed thing. Like, that's the whole point of what makes Venom freaky. He's like Spider-Man but in black and with the, the big, freaky, oversized jaw that opens wide. That's scary to me. Dingus doesn't probably couldn't. That, that just doesn't phase you at all, right, Dingus? No, it does not. Most of the scariest shit I ever saw was like in kids' movies, like in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. There's a lot of creepy shit. <laughs> well, or uh, was or, it Oz? Uh, or uh, the Charlie and the Chocolate Burger. Yeah, the other with the uh, Gene Wilder. The are freaky. The Oompa are scary because they don't seem too bothered considering there's all this homicide going on around them. Well, they get in a steamboat at one point, and it's yeah. like, there's like a giant lizard eye that's that's freaky. But yeah, kids' movies terrifying. Yeah. I think those stupid dog creatures at the end of Hunger Games are not scary. Oh, what were those called, Dingus? I don't know. Oh, Tracker Jackers. It's just to be in the, the dead kids' faces are on those dogs. Weren't you the one that told right. me that? Yeah, yeah and, and good for them for not doing that, because that's another thing that would might work in writing but would not translate visually. If we had I disagree. Look. Dingus, you need to see the uh, 1976 Invasion of the Body Snatchers where a dog has a man's face on it, and it's freaky. 78. 78, thank you, Dingus. Kelly Wand. Can I just watch Mars Attacks for weird faces on things? Louise Fletcher opens her jaw super wide to eat a, a mouse. and Dingus what is up with wouldn't... you in Jaws? I just was talking about the way the CG worked with Dash Mihawk. And, and all you, you find, want to talk about is Jaws and, and Jaws. Jaws. I man. find huge, unhinged Jaws inherently frightening. So, what about Fanke Janssen's head in The Faculty? <laughs> I know she said no complaints, but... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I liked her in the movie that we saw tonight. I just want... I actually... What? We didn't get to talk about that. I liked her in the Hansel and Gretel movie. Fine. I always liked her. her. I thought she was awesome. She she was, she did better than anyone else, I thought. Yeah. She never phones it in. Actually. She's always good. She's good in Goldeneye. She's good in The Faculty. She's always pissed off. She's good. Remember that movie Deep Rising? Where it's like giant squids? Are those frightening? Mm, there's one good shot. It's a good movie. It's the Steven Summers movie I kind of like. The rest are kind of lame. Is that the one where they escape on jet skis? Yeah, but they they have to run from it right. on jet skis. So is Walton Goggins in that? Uh, he is in my head and says so that other dude is from Lash the Mohicans, who's like the bad guy. Wes Duty. 
West Duty, yeah. right. Remember he uses his last bullet? The guy... Well, oh, Bob. that's right. You know what? That Kelly Wand is making me want to watch that again, then. I like that movie. It's He's making me think of, of Ben's bullet when he shoots that gun, and it... Oh, I love that little bullet. See, Kelly Wand, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters was a good movie. What do you think of that? Just because uh-huh. Famke Janssen's in it. <laughs> uh, Dingus, what is our 3x3 three three for next week? What do you have for us? All right, so I'm really happy that Tom brought up... Uh, Jurassic Park at the beginning of this podcast uh, because when I went to see Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters uh, there was a preview for Jurassic Park and I was tempted, it looked like a retrospective and I thought we're going to morph into a sequel I haven't heard of that suddenly we're doing another Jurassic Park movie but it's just it was just a preview for uh, the three well yeah it's Jurassic Cat It's a preview for the 3D version of Jurassic Park that's coming up. One of my favorite little moments in Jurassic Park is when... I forget the the name of the kid. Uh, The the actor's name is Joseph Mazzella. I forget forget the name of the the actual character. But when T-Rex comes down and looks into the car, and Joseph Mazzello points the flashlight up at his eye, and the pupil of the dinosaur like shrinks right down. I love that little moment with a flashlight. So these are your three favorite moments with a flashlight in movies. Kelly Wand, any questions? Uh, what about like a phone that has a light on it? <laughs> it's kind no. of fun. Well, you know what? We'll, talk, we'll get to this, but uh, there are... I wonder how creative we can get with the definition of flashlight, and well, you know what? We'll see. I get Dingus. I presume that's up to each of us. It is up to each of you. I will take one thing off the table. Okay. No flash bulbs from cameras because after watching <laughs> "Don't Be Afraid of the Dark" again, and remembering all the times that I've had to deal with flash bulbs and cameras, like Apollo 18 and what we saw last week with Mama, I'm done with that stupid thing of of, of camera flashes showing something horrific. So this is flashlights. I think that not even Kelly Wand would go there. I don't even think Kelly Wand would try to sub in a flash bulb for a flashlight. Um, I wasn't listening. But it is an interesting point. We'll, we'll maybe talk about some of this. In a lot of horror movies these days, you see where normally a scene would have a flashlight, somebody just turns on their cell phone. Uh, right. So, mm-hmm. all right, well, we'll see if that comes up next week, won't we, Kelly Wand? Uh, what about Jennifer Beals movies? <laughs> Uh, if you want to send in your choices for this three by three, if you have any, you don't need three picks, by the way, even if you just have one pick, uh, send it to three X three at quarter to three dot com. That's three by three at quarter to three dot com. Uh, and this in this coming week, see the movie Warm Bodies. Because that's what we why are you doing that, Kelly Wand? Because it's a rom com. First of all, shut up. And second of all, you haven't seen all the boys love Mandy Lane, so you don't know what to expect. And third of all, Nicholas Holt. Ah. And fourth that's... of all, uh, shut up. In it. And fourth of all, Warren. shut up. That's right, yeah, Warren. That's true. You got me on the fourth. Thank you. So uh, see that and join us for that one next week, along with our three by three picks for uh, flashlight scenes. I am Tom Chick. I've been joined by Christian Marlowski. It's Christian Marlowski. And Kelly Wand. Dave's motherfucking leprechaun. Oh, I love this song so much. Mallow! Isn't this for last week's more? 
Uh, there were mothers in this week's. Mother. Yeah, but <laughs> it made a little more sense. Last week, uh, is this your guitar hero version of it? <laughs> yeah, this is me. This is me on guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly, one, do you have a an anecdote for us? Yeah, I went to Starbucks, and you know how they ask your name, put it on the cup. They go, "What's your name?" Call Lighty, and I go, "Kelly." I say it dumb like that, so Charlie. Okay, and then he writes that. <laughs> and then this is went, a new life sketch. Yeah, and then I go over to wait for it, and then a couple minutes later, she's all, Tall Latte for Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a game of telephone. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I kind of like Not really kidding. Yeah. Answer. Well, we've come to another end, huh, Dingus? What are you going to do? Hit me with your love spell? Ah! <laughs> <laughs>